People think when you have a family business that you're all fucking sunshine and rainbows as a family, that everybody loves each other and just wants to come in, you're high fiving each other, then you're going on like all the things. I mean, it hasn't been our experience. There's a lot of positive stuff, but there's definitely some some deep heartbreaks. Well, because Mm -hmm. everybody's different too. Yeah. Everybody has their own method of how they deal with things. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. It's a threesome today, and I'm pretty <laughs> pumped. I'm pretty pumped for my threesome. If I was going to do a threesome with anybody, it would be these two right here. So, uh, you guys, are you blushing? Uh, I'm blushing. Well, I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, do you guys feel all warm and fuzzy? Uh, so, welcome to the show, Kimberly and Darren. You guys know them, love them, and if you don't, you need to be. But okay. Kimberly and Darren, tell my audience who you are and what you guys do. Go ahead, hon. You go first. <laughs> Oh, I'll follow your lead. This is what happens all the time. Who this we are? Happens, well, this is what happens in the threesome. You go first. No, you go first. You go first. No, I follow your lead. No, you go first. Well, guess I got, what? I want. I want to go first, so I'm here for it. I got a man that likes to please. I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, so, who are we? I don't know. We're husband and wife. Husband and wife, serial entrepreneurs, and just regular average human beings. I think is what we are, but. I think what makes us a little bit different in business and in life is that we are quite like we are a dynamic duo. We, right? Doesn't matter whether it's life stuff, business stuff, we seem to be able to take our we're a great team. That's what I'm trying to say. We are a great team. That's who we are. Yeah, we yeah. make it work, right? Well, we do it easily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sometimes that's hard, right? So who are you? You introduce yourself. Well, I am her employee because she's the boss. She owns the the newest company we've started. She owns it. So I work for her. So really. <laughs> so I carry the bags. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we're I'm totally here for that. We're going to dive into so many awesome topics. You guys, I've had Kimberly on the show before. If you guys have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It is so much freaking fun. But today we're going to talk about different things. We're going to talk about being in relationship with your partner in business. We're going to talk about family businesses. We're going to talk about the whole dynamic around it. So first, I actually want to dive into your guys' podcast, which is called Mr. and Mrs. CEO from the bathtub to the boardroom, correct? Yeah, that's that right? Well, it is Mr. and Mrs. CEO, and we do have a bubble bath boardroom weekly email that we send out. Yes. yes. But the podcast is about 
being a couple in business and family business. And family business, yeah, because yeah. we've had quite a few. We've had a, a few uh, family businesses together. Or Yeah, this is our fourth one. Yes. So as a couple running a family business, and now you're on your fourth one, what would you say to the listeners right now that are listening to this that are like, I'm trying to navigate business either with a sibling with a relative, with a spouse, or even like thinking about this, like what would be your go-to advice for them? What would our go-to be, advice be? Tread softly. <laughs> I w- <laughs> So yeah. it's really funny because we have very different experiences, even though we've had, this is our fourth family business. It is our only active business. The other ones are we've sold and moved on. But they've all been different. Not to interrupt you, were they all the same type of business or were they different businesses? All different. different. Interesting. All different structures, right? One was a generational business. So three generations, which is the bulk of Darren's experience and his business. The other two businesses were independent. They were more transactional businesses, investment that the family was involved in. That was our kids. Whereas he was working with siblings, parents, nephews, nieces, your children, like all of it. Because of that, we have such a wide variety. So one of the things that I would say, first and foremost, to anyone that's considering moving and working in a family business is this. It is personal. Yes. It It is business, but it is personal. And that is really like Darren and I are about to write a book on this because over the four businesses... And all the other people we know in family businesses, this is the one common denominator is it is personal. Right. Mm-hmm. Your transactions are business. What, you know, are the people that you're doing business for, but you're, when you're with your family, no, nah, it's, it's, it's totally personal. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Not that I was in a family business like t- recently, but even the closest thing to this is I was I, I ran a network marketing team and my sister was one of my like downlines in it. Right. And oh, yeah. I and I thought that like her and I could just like run this business together and it got messy and it, it got yeah. it, and it got ugly. And she would be like, why are you getting upset that I'm not selling or I'm not recruiting? And I would like watch your Instagram stories. And I'd be like, you haven't sold anything in a week, but like you're dicking around in your stories or like doing whatever. And I think that it's really hard to separate like what is a business and what is family. And I, I know I will say like, I did not do a good job of separating it because I was like all trying to be business. And I forgot that like, at the end of the day, she's also she's my sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, I know. But Jill, you bring up a really good point. And this is this is the point that we talk about a lot is even people try to separate business and personal. And the reason why they try to separate it is because they don't know how to hold emotional space for both. They think that if it's going to be personal, they have to be like emotional all over and they have to be okay with everything. And they have to, you know, just hold this space for lovey feely hippie fest in business. And that's not true at all. I think so for me, what I see and what I hear from you when you say that is you didn't have the capacity to know how to have the awkward conversations with something that's so personal, but is still transactional. Right. And it's not like, yeah, because, because their family doesn't mean that we let go of standards or that we, right. Or that we be like, Oh, it doesn't matter that you didn't sell anything. Yes. Yeah. So that's actually really interesting. So my dad obviously owns, you know, several businesses and, you know, a successful entrepreneur, businessman. And I worked for my dad and it lasted a very, very, very short (laughs) amount of time because it was 
<laughs> it was my first job out of college. And I tried to pull like I'm the owner's kid. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Hey, you 100%. Did. <laughs> and I would go in and I would be late. And I would like walk into my dad's office and I would be like, I'm going to lunch. And I thought I was better in air quotes and everybody because like I was Larry's kid. And I was like, I don't need to like do this stuff. Like I'm the owner's kid. And my job lasted not very long there. And my dad actually had his, you know, right hand man or whatever release me from my my job. And looking back on that now, I mean, obviously that was 20 some years ago. I absolutely know the mentality that I had. And my dad always says, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm the owner, I'm still pushing a broom. It doesn't matter if I'm the owner. I'm still dusting the shelves. And like, you came in here with this, like, prima donna attitude. And again, like, I was like, I'm not not doing this kind of stuff. Well, it's a sense of entitlement. my daddy is. (laughs) I was going to ask you. So you got your your dad cut someone else to fire you. How did you yeah. feel? How did you feel about that? Would what would have you reacted a little different if he would have came up to you and said, you know what, Jill? Yeah. This ain't working. This it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And I think the reason why he actually fired me is because when I started, he said, you know, just because my name's on the building and just because I write the checks, you're not a direct report to me. And you need to remember that, like you have a supervisor here. And his name was actually Todd. And he's like, you know, you report to Todd. So if you have a problem with something, you don't run to me. You don't tattletale on my other employees. And like Todd is like your direct report, right? So I think when he went to get rid of me, he almost had to have Todd do it because he was like, I've almost like been hands off. And I know like I got several write-ups when I was there too. I got several write-ups. My dad's going to love this episode. I got several write-ups when I was there too. We love your dad, by the way. We love my dad, right? And we got several write-ups when I was there too. And like Todd always gave them to me. And he was like, well, even though you're Larry's daughter, like I'm your direct supervisor. Right. And also like if you're Larry's daughter, you should like get your shit together because like you're a really shitty employee. (laughs) If I was your dad, I'd say, you know, uh, it wasn't my idea. It was Todd's idea. What happened in our situation? We We had one of you, Jill. We oh, had, you did. Yeah, we had an entitled child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's Dude, what that is. That's he entitled. did the same thing you yeah. did. Yeah. Except yeah. for except for he got a little crazy. He got crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did some things that you don't do. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like, and but this is the thing. So he he came in with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And mm-hmm. you know, like this is this is gonna be my company. I don't know exactly what he was saying, yeah. but that's kind of what he Yeah, he had the like, same thing. Yeah. I'm I'm the door guy's dad. Or yeah. Son, yeah. Right? Like, I see, like I'm like daughter. Siblings. We had other siblings, like our other kids were working there, your siblings, your nephew, like there's a lot of people that were involved in that business, and it caused a lot of strife because yeah. when he messed up, man. Then it's like, who's going to fire him? And then yeah, you already have. So just a little bit of dis- information on this particular case, Darren and this son, because we have four kids. Okay. We have two mm-hmm. sons, two daughters, Darren and this particular son already had a strained relationship and we won't yeah. get into it here because it's a bigger topic, but it was a very strained relationship already. And now Darren has to fire him knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that in fact is going to ignite more conflict in the yeah. personal side. Yeah. But also knowing that he has to take a stance and protect the business and the yeah. non-family employees. Yes. Because yes. they're being impacted. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. So then did did you did your son left, right? Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he left. Did you yeah. hire him back? 
Nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I did. Oh yeah, the second time. That's and did right. you fire him the second time? Well, you my, part, my partner <laughs> fired. Was that round? <laughs> so interestingly enough, in my dad's field, they're they're food brokers, right? So they all kind of work like in the same thing, and you know they all kind of compete with each other. They call in the big distributors, and when I actually was released from my dad's company, their biggest competitor was this company called Mascari, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go work at the competitor. You guys, I was like such a dick. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go work at the competitor and I'm going to go there and I'm going to like be a great employee and I'm going to like, I'm going to do so good. And they actually wouldn't hire me because they were like, you're Larry's daughter. we We have so much respect for your dad in this industry that we would not hire his, we would not hire his child. And I was like, that is so funny because that's, that's, exactly what, that's what, what happened with my son is he went yeah. to a competitor. He thought, well, I'm going to go, but they wouldn't hire Same. him. Either. And yeah, they wouldn't hire me. A spy. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people think too, mm-hmm. is they, know, they mm-hmm. got way too much knowledge. What happens? Cause you could, they don't know. You could they go know. your dad's business and say, yeah, oh, this and this and this and I this bring what they do or at the kitchen yeah. table. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, when so it becomes it's... business for them. <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting. And then I ended up going on and working for a family owned company, which we can talk about later in the podcast, because I do think that there's so much about being in a family owned business. But what I want to talk about is like, how do you guys hold it together as business partners, entrepreneurs, like literal, literal relationship goals, amazing parents, like how do you manage it all together? How do you separate it? Okay, just before we answer that, my dog might start barking. Oh, that's okay. okay. There's always dogs barking oh, and eating shit in my podcast, so it's fine. Okay, sorry. Do you want to? I want to hear your answer, Darren. You're like, what's the question? He already <laughs> forgot the question. Okay, you so know. because because thirty years, babe. So how do we yeah. have? How do we? How do we? How come? What you're saying is how come you're so amazing? Is that what you just said? How are you guys still so in love? Want- how are you? <laughs> How are you guys still so in love after running four businesses together, having four children, and literally you guys are together every day? Like, I would not be as happy if you invited me. I was someone every single day. <laughs> well, you know, we had two other days. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the secret is Darren. Darren is the secret. I'm not going to lie. I'm the secret sauce. You are. Okay. You are way easier to be married to than I am. <laughs> First of all. Second of all. Huh? What? We could change that. <laughs> no, no. I like, I like you being the easy one. I think... You, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of our fumbly introduction is that you and I are real. Darren and I, first and foremost, most are really good partners. Like whatever the project is, that's what I was trying to say. It doesn't matter what the project is. When we're like, hey, this is what we want to do. And we jump in together to do it. We don't have, we're both just equal partners. Yeah. And we both yeah. give a hundred. It's no 50-50. But I'll tell you what, in the four businesses the three of them were all run independently. So we had three different businesses, but we ran them all independently. So we weren't working. We were working as a team yeah. and we had different roles in that. This last business that we're working on right now is the first one. Is the first one where we're collaborating on the business. How's that been? That's been fiery. Yeah. They just just looked at each other guys. Cause this might not be on video. They both just looked at each other and was like, who wants to answer that question? It's definitely been like, whereas the other three businesses, you know, we would play support roles to one another. Yeah. But main decisions, things like that, vision, all that was not together. 
Right. right. So it was a little bit more of a space there where it's like every day. Where now we're sharing the vision mm-hmm. and trying both trying to work towards building that vision and what that vision looks like. And so I would say the struggle in the last year with that has been we're so used to being independent mm-hmm. that we forget to check in. That would be the biggest. Yeah. I so, think so, yeah. Like he'll just go and make an executive. Like we wrote a whole 120 page manual. And then he one day decides he wants to change something and doesn't tell anybody or anything. And we're franchising. You don't just right. change you do it. That. You can't you just do that, Darren. <laughs> he's like, why not? I could do whatever I want. Yeah. So but he's I like, do you that. see my T-shirt? I'm yeah. the door guru. I can yeah. do whatever I want. That's right. You don't wear so, the T-shirt every day. When you guys are out on like walks or date night or having your three o'clock coffee or whatever it is. Yeah, do you try to, yeah, do you guys try to separate business talk and relationship talk and life talk, or does it really I intermingle? I do. <laughs> it, it's lying. I, I don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> no, when it comes, when it comes to if I'm like, hey, dude, there's some so the bubble bath boardroom, the whole kind yeah. of idea. So one of the <laughs> things is Darren loves to take a bath every night. Hands down every night of the year, he'd take a bath if he has a tub close to him. And what would happen is that would be the time at the end of busy days, depending on the periods of life that we're going through, right? Child rearing, business building, business breakup, whatever it is, all the stuff, cancer, all the things. The bubble bath is where we would connect. Some couples mm-hmm. go on walks, some couples go on date nights. I mean, my whole life is a date. Our, I, I, I don't, like it really is. Like he's just yeah. a wonderful husband. And we spend a lot of time alone together. Even when we were childbearing, we would spend a lot of time together. So I didn't, we didn't really have like date nights kind of, Yeah. but ours is the bubble bath. But then we get in the tub and I'm in there for like five minutes. I remember, I remember the first time you told, like we were like just newly friends and I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, Oh, I'm going to take a bath with Darren. I was like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're like, I'll text you in like five minutes. And I was like, how long is this bubble bath? You're like, he's going to kick me out in like five minutes. I was like, I thought this was like a whole like evening thing. You're like, yeah. oh no, he kicks me out in like, oh, no way. and literally like seven minutes later, you're like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And that literally, so some conversations when I really need his attention, that's where it'll happen yeah. because you're naked, you're close together. There's not a lot of distractions and it really is a downtime, but we don't ever have, sometimes I'll say to you, honey, like, because you love to talk about doors all the time, like all. Well, that's where I do all my Facebook posts. No, no, and, just in general. And yeah. so sometimes I will say to you, like, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't I talk can't about anymore with the doors. Right. Yeah. Well, I do say and that then, too. You love talking about business. I do love. And sometimes about I have to say the same thing. I go, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we do. We've we tried to come up with a safe word. Yeah. yeah. So do Darren, I have a question. I forgot it. Darren, I don't know what it is. Darren, I have a question for you. Because I know this year you're in your first real mastermind. Um, real. So I, oh, I know. I had another one. It was. It was. I had this other one. It was, it was great. It was with a bunch of guys, and there was this leader that she was so charismatic. It was just that was that was a real one too. Yeah, that's so uh, well. Thank you, you guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, Darren was actually in a mastermind with me, and it was very small, like five or six guys. And then he actually, him and Kimberly actually joined the Elite Level Mastermind. We're in this together with Chris Harder, and he was on his Instagram stories and just, just said one day, "I'm so excited because I'm joining my first real mastermind." And I almost came through the phone because I was like, "People know you're in my mastermind." So side joke, we always joke around oh, about it. So but funny. it all in all serious Darren this is really your first endeavor in 
a mastermind with other entrepreneurs, other things. How have you liked it? I mean, not just like not not just like the elite level mastermind, but like this space with other people. It's it's tough sometimes. It's like it's it's a little daunting. It's a little it's I got to say it's a little mastermind. The mastermind. I'm just a little. Yeah. Like I'm just going, Okay, I don't know these people. I got to I got to I got to, you know, I'm good with one or two people. Yeah. But when you're getting more than that, it's a little harder to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to open up and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was tough that. at first. It was, I was yeah. shitless. Oh, I, was, I would have, if you asked me that question for him to like, yeah. if I would have answered it on behalf of you, let's say you weren't here and someone said, Hey, what does Darren think of mastermind? I would have given it a completely different answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I like you guys can talk about it tonight in the it, bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a like conversation when, starter. When he said, Mastermind. We're going to have each one of you tell whatever you're doing. Like when we were going through that, I'm going, okay. Oh, the in person portion. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm talking to the in person. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I got to talk in front of all these people. Yeah. And then I'm waiting. Okay. The next couple, the next couple. I had two days. They left us till the last. I had two you guys days. You guys were the last. <laughs> yeah. And what was it like when you. Well, once I got up there, I was okay because I remember Chris saying, Okay, now you're gonna have to use your that muscle, that uh, yeah. mastermind muscle to get up there and talk to people, you know. Yeah. So, with, with yours, it was smaller, it was more intimate. It was not as intimidating. Intimidating, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I think those rooms can be intimidating, which whatever room you're in, right? I've been in a lot of masterminds that can be really intimidating, and I can be in a lot of them that are. And I think it's a matter of kind of like what it is. But I was just really curious, just from like being at your first time, you know, what you really oh. kind of thought about it. And I think there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that, you know, they're wondering, like, should I join a mastermind? What is a mastermind? What is it like? Is it for men? Is it for women? So I actually really applaud your honesty on that answer. Well, thanks. I think that the one thing you did say to me, uh, uh, so uh, the mastermind that Jill is referring to is a year long. It's yeah. bookended by an in-person event, then a whole year of individual and group coaching. And then it's bookended by another in-person event. So we started off really by being in person. Yes. And the one thing I would say from my perspective, watching you, Darren, that was the first time you had been in a room full of male and female. Cause there's a, there is kind of like, I think there's a little more female, but there were a significant amount of males where you were actually supported in your vision for Mm -hmm. business and your dream with other individuals and you saw other men actually stepping out and risking and doing that. And what I saw, how I saw you evolve from that moment and step into this building, this legacy. So that's how I saw it on the outside, but that doesn't. And and I can tell you that people who I have met in the mastermind have really looked up to you. I mean, both of you guys as a couple, but Darren, especially like, you know, almost this like father figure that I think a lot of people in the mastermind have really. Because like, you're the oldest you. one there. Exactly. I mean, and maybe because you're the oldest one there. But I think that like a lot of people have really looked up to you of like, hey, they built this amazing business. They have built this amazing relationship. They have these beautiful children and like they're literally like goals of what can happen. So I actually love that for you guys. Oh, oh thanks. I mean, I just want to say some of the reality is we do have some fractures in our family because of business. Mm-hmm. Some with our our direct, like our immediate children. I was going to say my our siblings, that too. And <laughs> so we have some fractures that have big impact, especially this year. There's been some yeah. significant things and it's not easy that, you know, mm-hmm. thinking, I think that was the biggest thing for me with the kids is letting go of the ideals of like this 
idyllic. Like people think when you have a family business that you're all fucking sunshine and rainbows as a family, no. that no. everybody loves each other and just wants you to come in. You're high fiving each other. Then yeah. you're going on like and, all the things. I mean, it hasn't been our experience. There's a lot of positive stuff, but there's definitely some, some deep heartbreaks. Well, because mm-hmm. everybody's different too. Yeah. Everybody has their own method on how they deal with things and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. I mean, Darren, you're a typical, like, he just wants to ignore it. He'll just run away. He'll just blow it up and run away. Yeah. And I'm the like social a, worker. Like a cat. He's like a cat. Yeah. He just like goes in a corner and hides away from it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the social worker. I'm like, okay, let's, I'm not afraid to draw out the awkwardness and acknowledge it and have the conversation and then proceed with what the needs are. You'll I'm, go head on with it. And, and so some people yeah. consider that to be me being bold or direct, but it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to have the awkward conversations, but not everybody wants to have it either. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I think, I think that's part of it. Yeah. So for you guys who are now building your fourth business, yeah. tell us about it. What is it? There's a lot of people that are on this podcast right now. They're looking for another job or another, you know, maybe a side hustle or looking to build another stream of revenue. Like tell us what, what you guys got going on. Well, two and a half years ago, I sold my main business. Well, the business, my generational uh, family business. And, you know, I was I was 60 at the time. And I'm going, yeah, I don't know if I'm really ready to go golfing every day and stuff like that. I love business. Like, we've yeah. always been no, doing no, business. That's you how look, my dad is. My dad's like my making dad's money, too. He likes making he money. He's not retired yet. Yeah, yeah, my dad's 74. He's still not retired. I'm like, dad, no. retire. He's like, he's like, no. I, he's, he's, what does he say? He goes, he uses this line. I love, I still love the game. Yes. Like, I just love the game. I like that. That's a great, that's yeah, a great. He's, he's like, I just, I still love the game. And when the yeah. game's not fun, then I'll leave. I'm well, like, that's okay. the thing is I like to challenge. Number yeah. one, I do like making money, of course. But yeah. you don't really like the structure of business. I don't like the structure of business. I really don't. <laughs> I, I, I fly by the seat of my pants. You know what I mean? And there we have it. I'm a, I'm a cold caller. Yeah. I'll, I'll walk into any place. I'll talk to any person. Me too. I love it. I love cold calling. I know I, I heard in the last, before I sold my business, I remember talking to one of my my partners and he, he didn't like cold calling. Oh, I hate, that's that's so old. And I go, what? I love it. I love going into places and, and talking to people. And we just got off a 10 day road trip, yeah. cold calling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, He's been my favorite I, when I was in corporate. You know, I, I cold called uh, one company for two years mm-hmm. until they finally Finally said, oh, I'm so sick of you. What, here, we're going to give you this building. You can do this building for us. And then yep. we were doing overhead door maintenance. And yep. finally, I, call, I, I called on a guy. I called on a guy 81 Tuesdays in a row. His name was Mike. 81, <laughs> twos, 81 Tuesdays in a row at four o'clock. I showed up and finally, yeah. kind of like you, Darren, he was like, you're not going to go away. And I was like, no. Nope. And he's like, he's like, just give us some business. Like, yeah. she's earned her. it. like, like throw her a fucking bone. Like she's already. <laughs> <laughs> Let her make seven dollars commission. Like, give her a chicken order or something. Yeah. And then, and then you gave them some value, and then it grew and grew and grew, and and the yeah. next thing you know, and you're doing a million dollars a year for them. You Absolutely. Know? Right. Yeah. And okay. So, what are we doing now? So, we are doing. We're franchising a door repair. We do. We do your front door, back doors, commercial doors, overhead doors in your houses commercial man doors and businesses or pass-through doors, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. So we maintain them, we restore them, we replace them. We do, it's a it's a niche market. Yeah. And it's very lucrative and because mm-hmm. there's nobody around that does it. Everybody yeah. just wants to do all new. And so it's you called gave us, door you, 
You gave a stat in the mastermind. What? How many doors does the average house have? Uh, probably about fifteen to twenty-five doors. Yeah, it's a lot of doors, you guys. It's a lot of doors that need help. So, and you'll always have a door that's squeaking or creaking sticking, or sticking, not closing. We we call it that CDD, compromised door disease. So we do have some <laughs> nice little, you know, trademark that. jingles. Yeah. We have uh, keeping your door swinging. So yeah. we want to have. We're, we're building. What I'm doing is I'm building a fun brand of a you company are. that people can make a good living, and they can work as little or as much as they want. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you can work two days a week. And in the year, make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, mm-hmm. or you could make you guys five. that two or three days a week, making two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Or you could make, make or wake, work five days a week and make yourself, you know, couple mil. Yeah. So you know, make teams. You could have teams. You can have an individual ownership. Yeah, and a single owner or a team. You can build a team. So our business model allows for both. Comes with a minimum amount of population per unit. Um, it's mobile, it's paperless, so you have no brick and mortar. Like we've really tried to incorporate a lot of modern, a lot of the headaches of running your own business, paperwork, paperwork, lead gen, things like that. So we have done for you marketing, we have lead generation, and we have an all-in-one tech tool that allows for the lead generation capture, conversion capture, invoicing, tracking, like everything. And I think the t- the thing that set us off is when Darren was 60 years old, he used this technology to build his own business. And when we realized him at 60 could do that with that technology, yeah. and he ran an entire business by himself for two years, mm-hmm. working a couple of days a week, I think maybe six or seven months of the year, billing out $180,000, dollars with very little investment. We were like, we need to create this for other yeah. people. Yeah. I was just well, going to ask you, like for the person that's, sorry, Darren, for the person that's listening to this podcast right now and they're like, okay, like that sounds like a pretty good gig. Who is this for? Well. Like do they have to, like do they have to be handy? Can they be a female? For sure. Young, old, like who's it for? Young, old, could be female, male, because mm-hmm. doors aren't really, they're, they're not that heavy. There's ways to, especially in the repair part of doors right yeah it's very you, you would want to are have you insinuating that women aren't strong oh you're strong oh, i'm gonna yeah. pick this apart babe i'm gonna <laughs> eat you alive for that there's, there's another I'm there's another ba- bathtub subject tonight I'm, I'm, I'm talking I'm gonna get ugly in the tub tonight for the older gentleman that's maybe 65 who maybe doesn't yes. have the strength <laughs> this you know the business is really designed the business model the franchise model is really designed for the person that is wanting to take back control of their own life build their own financial freedom create some impact learn a skill you don't have to be techie you don't have to be handy person we have all the training right from in person to a supplemental video like we have we call it the four doorways to success is our is <laughs> our actual uh, business model and it really is designed for an entrepreneur who really wants that done for you they can just step in turnkey and or either run the business and then have a team do the actual technician work or if you're the putzer who's retired from your main job, but you're still not ready to lay down, there's an ability for you to just keep yourself busy for a one-person show. So the model covers both quite nicely. Yeah, it does. And yeah. I also know that a lot of franchises are pretty huffy to buy into. Yeah, and that's typically because they are around a brick and mortar. Yeah. And there's usually a lot of leasehold improvements and fixturing, right? Mm-hmm. Or special equipment. 
Mm-hmm. And I think for us, one of the things that really made the difference was the mobility of using as how we did it, right? It's a trailer. So we really tried to get around the brick and mortar lease because that takes up one of our retail businesses that took up more than 12% of our sales. Yeah. It's a huge like, amount. That's a huge amount. And it ties you in. Yeah. Right? You're also tied in. Yeah. And that's not even your fixed expenses with a brick and mortar. So with the mobile platform, it really is just, and it's a small little trailer, so you can park it on your park driveway. You don't need special right. storage. Yeah, No special yeah. parking or yeah. anything like that. So well, we tried I love to, that. We tried to focus on some pain points of yeah. traditional franchising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to eliminate those. Or to eliminate the brick and mortar, yeah. to ha- be more mobile. I love it. I mean, I think it's a great concept. The last question is, is this just for this, uh, Canada? Is it available in the States? Who can Who can buy into it? Well, we will go into the States if somebody wanted to. We would have to draft up an FDD, Franchise Disclosure uh, document. But but, uh, yeah, we go. Right now we're working in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like that's where our main focus is. But if someone from the States said, hey, we would really like one of those down there, we'd make it happen. We we have the infrastructure to expand to the States. Love that. I love that. So where can people find you? I mean, Darren, let's just talk about your Instagram and how fucking amazing it is. And yes, I emphasize. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm blushing good. already. Oh, yeah. Like you guys right now, turn this podcast off and go to the Door Guru's Instagram account. You will love it. It's so good. It's so entertaining. And it's literally so valuable. Where did you get these moves from, Darren? Can we just talk about that? I I, I, I hated doing it at first. Oh, my God. You're so I, I good. I was like, I am not doing this. And and it's kind of funny because I go back to Chris, or you know, our business coach, about yeah. him saying, you got to use, you just got to get out there and just yeah. use different things that you've never done before. Yeah. And and I go, okay, because I just did a podcast the other day. I've never done a podcast by myself. You did a solo, solo yeah. episode solo. by myself. Yeah. So, you know what? You just got to take the risk and do out there. So where I get these moves, I just... You know, do it. So I'm the director. Our daughter is our social media. She does all of our Instagram. My other, my daughter-in-law does all of our. um, See, look at the family. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Our daughter-in-law does all the other visual like videography, long form video and stuff. But Jesse, what Jesse does is she creates a list and every month she sends us the list and she goes, this is what we're filming. And so then we have a film day, right? And so it's like two to four hours. We spend the day. Jill, you always get the the uh, intimate. I get all the outtakes, you guys. They're so great. It like makes my day. She's okay. like, your day's about to get really good right now because we're filming. I'm like, jackpot. And I think over the process, Darren has developed, he's developed an alter ego for when you're, because you're the face of the business. Yeah. And so he, he, yeah. he takes him a little bit to get into it and get warmed up. And then he's, he's good. He's funny. And he's, I think, cause he's heard me out. I think cause he's older too. He's of an older generation. Yeah. So when you see him busting his moves, yeah, they're like, yeah, people, I yeah. think people find it endearing. I really do. They do. Yeah. I follow this guy on TikTok. He's probably like 80, like his moves aren't that great, but I'm like obsessed with them. Not that right. Darren's 80, but I'm like, obsessed them. I'm like, he's just living his fucking best life. Yeah, He's yeah. dancing. He's having fun. Like, I'm like, I'm literally afraid to get on my camera and like talking my story someday. Right. And this guy's like in his garage, 80, just like living his best life. Like, well, I, I love think, it. Yeah. I think you just, after a while, you just got, you just can't give a shit. You just got to do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And you just go, who cares what anybody else thinks? You know, you're it really you're is the truth. Fun. You're doing whatever you're doing. 
and just you just have to go for it. The environment that we're filming it in creates fun and lightheartedness, mm-hmm. and that helps feed into his performance, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, they're 30 seconds so or six seconds at go a time. Watch. You guys go watch them. They're great. So people that are listening to this podcast right now, one, I'm sure they fall in love with you guys. Two, they're going to want to follow you. You guys go buy a franchise of Door Gurus, but where yeah. can people find you guys? They can find us at the uh, on Instagram at the.heberts. And we do have a weekly email we send out, the Bubble Bath Boardroom email. It's kind of a mix oh, of this business and personal stuff. And then what else do we have? We have our own podcast, Mr. And Mrs. CEO. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, for the franchise information is doorgurus.com. Amazing. You guys, thank you so much for being here. It is actually my birthday today. And there's literally nobody else. Yeah, there was literally nobody else I'd rather record a podcast with today than you guys uh, on my birthday and like spread it with you guys. So you guys, thank you so much for being here. Love you guys. So grateful for both of you. And I can't wait to see what happens with the, the door gurus. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? Or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.